You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. So happy to have you joining us. I am your guest host today, uh, Evan. Um, uh, our, our, our two usual suspects are not here. Uh, but we're going to go on anyhow, and hopefully you don't miss them too much in the process. At this time, we're going to go through our grateful moments and start with Phil. Phil, what's your grateful moment this week? Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Good evening. Good night. Shout out to all the fans out there, Brooklyn, Charlotte, overseas, Czech Republic. Um, uh, 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 I can't remember the other, uh, St. Petersburg and all over Egypt, everyone. I am grateful for my family and friends and my boy who known me for over 20, 25 years, literally over 25 years, who was the best man, groomsman in my wedding. And I was a groomsman at his wedding. And um, he's the godfather of all three of my girls. And my godfather is one of his sons. Is actually moved down to Charlotte safely. He's a retired police officer uh, from New York. And he wanted a better life for his family. So he moved down here to do security, an easy job. So <laughs> yeah, shout to Yafet. He's actually in, this, in the studio, um, just listening, chilling. And hopefully he knows his cues and when to not to talk. So shout out Yafet. And it sounds like uh, Phil might as well give social security information in the process, but happy to have Yafet in the studio. Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? Man, I'm grateful. I'm grateful just for the weather. We got a nice little shift in weather. It's been cold, it's been rainy, and it hit like 90 this week. You know, I'm not usually a fan of hot weather, but since we've been having so much cold and gloomy weather, <clears throat> it's a good change of pace. So thank God for that weather. Good, good, good. And yeah, we are happy for being hot down here. Down, down here in Charlotte, it's pretty hot too. Um, I think we're in mid 90s, matter of fact, I was like, oh Jesus. Um, but anyway. hey fans, we can no longer call him Evans. He is Dr. Evan Willis. So we have a doctor on the show. All right. There's a doctor in the house. There's a doctor in the house. We're about to have a second one, but we have a first doctor in the house. Thank you. Apologize, thank you. Doc. No problem, no problem, no problem. Um so what I'm grateful for, I'm grateful, man. It feels like it feels like the Eagles GM is making some major winning moves, you know. Uh, so we're excited about what's going on in, in Philadelphia. Signed James Bradbury, cornerback. And, you know, they bolster the defense. We have um, a top a, a, a top tier wide receiver weapon in the NFL. And if we don't, that's not common we can say. So we're excited for what we have in, in Philadelphia. And in case Jalen Hurts is not the guy, we have draft draft picks that will compensate for that uh, in, in the coming years. So we're, we're well positioned to be dynamic unlike some organizations that will remain nameless because we don't want to dirty up the podcast. This is a, this is a family TV show. <laughs> Trans transitioning to uh, our topics for the day, this is our NBA episode. And looking at the NBA playoffs, um, starting with the Warriors versus the Mavs, um, what do you guys take been, what you guys take been on the series thus far? And how comfortable and confident do you feel in who you pick coming into the series? Man, it's been a it's been a really good um good series for for uh <laughs> Gold State. I was about to say Dallas, but they're down 2-0. Well. 
So, you know, Ohio State, you know, seems like an experience. Um, they kind of figured out a way to have some good depth over the, over the year, drafted well. Um, the plans is coming to fruition for them. And it's funny because, you know, one of their top, top picks, uh, Wiseman, is not even playing. You know, so you talk about having a team that's a well-oiled machine, um, had some injuries last year. Clay's coming back. He's not he's not his old self, but he's about 80% of himself. But you got Jordan Poole, you got some depth coming off the bench with Peyton and those guys, and you know, before he was hurt. So I mean, I'm impressed with how Golden State, um, how this system is working. And I think Dallas, uh, we'll see tonight, you know, how how they play at home. But I know the first game I saw, they just weren't hitting the shots and they were missing a lot of open shots shots which was kind of strange i'm gonna agree with you on all points except for one thing this series i think is gonna go it, it, it everything depends upon game three you saw get um dallas had them up in game two and the heroics of um clay and steph steph hitting a big shot to to put the game you know ahead and it was i think the foul game but what worried me is that dallas was up through, um, through, I think, two, three quarters, and Dallas and the Golden State had to fight back. Um, I thought they, you know, Dallas played kind of small. I thought that will match, that kind of match, match Golden State and that running up and down. Um, so my worry is that will Golden State become sloppy with the ball with their turnover rates? Because when they get too excited, they become undisciplined. And they start playing around too much. Yes, he's supposed to have fun, but this is a job to do. And if those shots don't fall, would they become or will they become front runners? In other, in other words, when they become front runner, runners, they get sloppy, they get happy, they start passing the ball behind the back, and things just play the game. And when that happens, they could easily crumble. I can't count Dallas out because we count them out last series. <laughs> I did not expect them to beat Phoenix. I did not expect them to beat Phoenix, and they figured it out. Uh, so, I, I, it's hard. These last two games, it kind of, it's up in the air. Everyone, they held ground at home court. We'll see what happened tonight. Uh, I, I expect Golden State to win this series, a gentleman's sweep. You know, my famous gentleman's sweep. That's to win one game. But I won't be surprised if this game goes seven. Because Golden State likes to play around too much. They like to pass the ball behind the neck. They like to dance and thing. And then Luca get upset and boom. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. But it's been exciting. Um, in the in the last, you know, last few years, it was an automatic who we knew was gonna go to the finals. So and we can't count all chickens before it hatch with this game. You know, um, I think the Warriors may be the greatest dynasty of, of this era, right? Outside of the LeBron mercenary years where he's just kind of going and form, 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 forming championship squads. I mean, I think the Warriors as an organization have been the greatest dynasty uh, in the NBA um, probably since the LA Lakers uh, with Kobe and Shaq. Um, and if you kind of think about it, I mean, it's not that the Warriors were bad and would help them regain that depth to, to Kelvin's point. Said the Warriors are bad, they had real injuries. And those injuries, I think, benefited, you know, in the long run. Uh, there was something that it did. It helped replenish them, uh, shorter playoff runs, plus the ability to acquire 
uh, top tier NBA talent that usually you'd have to pay, give major contracts to instead of benefit. And then players like Jordan Poole um, and others were able to develop uh, while, while Steph and Clay were injured and fighting back from injury. So uh, the Warriors, I mean, it's really the Warriors West. It has been for the last so many years, minus injuries. So um, I think that uh, the Warriors are just deeper than the Mavs. I think the Mavs have a great piece in the Doncic, but the question is, will they ever really be able to uh, match them in the long run? And I think that, you know, uh, to Kelvin's point, Wiseman's out. This is the Warriors West, probably for the same future, if you don't regard injury. If, if you if you can control for have not having any major injuries to their key players. Uh, and it speaks to the power of adding superstar talent, right? And when you have superstar talent that's able to perform in clutch, you can kind of plug and play guys. Like, like Andre Godala is important, but he's not that important. There, there, there are other Andre Godala's you can have. But when you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, um, and Draymond Green as the heart of that defense and the heart of that team, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Warriors should win the series uh, five or six games. Uh, and it's going to be something, a sight to behold, something to see. Um, but I think it's the Warriors, and even, I know we're not the punishment, but I think it's the Warriors um, championship to lose as long as they take care of business and don't have any major injuries. Um, as we transition, let's, let's think about also uh, the Celtics versus the Miami Heat. Um, this has been a series filled with blowouts, but, but what do you guys gut feel as you kind of watch this series unfold now? I do not know. I don't, I, the West is more than Golden State, but we transition. I believe there's much other teams that's coming up, like the Wolves. Um, um, I, I believe Dallas next year, I believe, but, but that's, we'll talk about that. For the Pistons and Miami, I, I mean, Celtics and Miami, I can't pick this game. You, if the momentum keeps swishing, switching left and right, uh, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say a heart more frequent than a woman uh, trying to go try to date an athlete, an Instagram model searching for a thirsty athlete. It switches more than that. But, <laughs> but it. Fan the show, fan the show, Phil, fan the show. Fan. I know, I know. That's why I say switch. Switch. I'm trying to keep it uh, PC. It's, it goes back and forth. When you expect a, in a normal game, a blowout solidified by a good win solidified, it's consistent. It's going back and forth, back and forth. Now, Miami's back in control. Celtics had it when they won the first, uh, second game. Now, Miami's back in control. They have home court advantage. And we don't know what's going to happen. I, it, I don't really don't know. It looks like right now, you know, I'm feeling the weather, the wind is blowing east, temperatures, you know, hot, there's no snow in the air. So it feels like Miami today. After tomorrow game, <laughs> you could go right back to the Celtics. So I it's gonna be games. And I believe, I believe I have to put my faith in the team that beat the defending champions, Cotents, and Milwaukee will advance and beat the Heat. I believe the Heat had an easier run through the playoff they face 76s <laughs> and was it the hornets who was the first round i can't remember the first round i know it was it the knicks who was in the first round the ac you know the play in who won the play in no the hornets lost atlanta oh yes i was so happy atlanta oh, boo atlanta thank goodness 
they lost. So was Atlanta. So I think they had an easier run, and this is the the, the test of a champion. So right now, I believe the Celtics is still going to come on top. I also believe that the Celtics is going to win, should be winning the next game, and 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 I believe the Celtics is the team that could win two in a row in this series. So I'm going to say Celtics based upon what they have done in the previous two um, games. Um, I I still believe Miami is small, and I I, I believe that um, Celtics have a better core and a a more experienced core, uh, uh, in a sense of playing together a little longer versus what Miami. You know, Miami have a couple of guys. Kyrie just came in, and they have a couple of you know new players um, from the farm and rookies and playing. So, so I'm gonna trust that. Can I be wrong? I could be wrong, and that'd be like the first time I'm ever wrong. So it really, I'm wrong. So I think you bet, ro- roll with me, and you'll be successful. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> see, you, feel, you said a lot, and there's some things, you know. Strangely enough, I agree with you. Uh, one thing you said was about the inconsistency with both teams. Um, it's really, it's a, it's a really strange series in the sense that you can't really tell which team has the advantage. Um, when you look at pound for pound, if you had to write the players down, especially in starting fives, you would say, okay, advantage Boston. Um, but when you go to the bench, Miami is very deep. The difference for me so far is the effort defensively for Miami. I mean, these guys, when they're engaged and they're playing that Miami culture uh, of defense where they make you start your start you start your plays when you cross half court, um, you run in your plays four 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 uh, feet back behind the three point line. Um, instead of just, you know, running while you run them and walk through and walk through, you know, all the plays work and walk through. It's different when they push you back about 10 feet away from the basket where you run your original sets. And that's what Miami seems to do. And, and the refs are, um, they play a big role in this series in the sense of if they allow them to play physical, the advantage is for Miami because that's the style and that's the players that they have um, that are just gnats, man. You got PJ Tucker, Kyle, Jimmy Butler, Bam. I mean, their DNA is just to be annoying, to get in people's space, and they just don't care about um, statistics. There's no brand, you know, a lot of NBA franchises, you have people, you know, Celtics had this problem early in the year. They were trying to play towards their brand, you know. Uh, Jason Taney was trying to create himself. Uh, Jalen Brown wanted to create himself. You know, they're still young guys. But Miami... These guys are sick dudes that got $90 million contracts, you know? So it's not about a brand. Like Kyle Lowry, if he's not rolling, he's not going to play the fourth quarter. You know, this guy is, is, is an all-star uh, Olympian, and they just don't care Miami. It's just if you're not playing that culture of their basketball, then you will find yourself on the bench. So, like, I'm, I'm at the point where I say flip a coin. Initially, I thought Boston, just because they had the better talent, but the way that guys are playing defense, if they just continue to shot, hit shots and, and play defense like that, I think Miami has the advantage. Yeah, so I, I hear I hear uh, what you guys are saying. I I actually it's interesting because now I think the one thing that y'all did neither of you mentioned is what is this what is the severity of the Jimmy Butler injury and what is the severity of the Jason Tatum injury? 
I'm, I'm not sure where both these injuries lie. And then secondly, if Tatum and Butler, and, I, and maybe I'll throw it back to you guys to answer this, if Tatum and Butler are uh, both out, which team has the advantage of the two? If Tatum and Butler are both out for two games, which team do you think has the ability to take, take the series? I'm, Kelvin, I think you agree with me. Celtics. The Celtics, see, um, Miami is a, plays as a team. And their go-to person is Jimmy Butler to f- close the game. Boston has two closers. They have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And they have a supporting cast. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so happy for Williams. You know, um, um, which Williams? Not the, 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 oh boy. I can't, you know which Williams I'm talking about. Not the center, the other one. He's, he. Grant or Robert? In a high clip at this moment. He's shooting a high clip. Say it again. You say Grant Williams or Robert Williams? Uh, Grant, yeah, Grant Williams. There you go, Grant Williams. He's showing up. And once again, the Boston team literally been together for over three years. You know, add a person here, add a person there. So they have the advantage. If Tatum is out, they could go to Jalen Brown as a closer. And everyone else will support. Miami, who's going to be their closer? Hero? Bam? Unfamiliar territory for them. So I'll give advantage to the Celtics. Well, this is a first. Phil has convinced me. <laughs> this is a first. And I can admit it. I was going to say this is a he straight took communion. You're about to take communion, so he can't <laughs> lie this week. So that's why he finally agreed. He always been agreeing. He can, Stop he the can, nonsense. Phil, man, like you, you convinced me on, on a decent... And a decent argument, man. Like, I, I was thinking if I took both of those pieces out, um, it would be a wash. But then you mentioned the fourth quarter of the clutch and closing games out, and that's very, very, very important. And I didn't factor that piece in. So I would agree with you in the sense that um, the one thing – the one thing I would say with Miami, they would, they would really – they would really uh, – lose and it's like they have two dogs on the wings right now with Tucker and um with Tucker and, and um Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler is a better defender than Tatum is so they're gonna take more of a knock on the defensive end. Um but yeah uh, Miami who you gonna pass that ball to at the end of the game? I, I I'm going I'm going to I'm going to Jason Jason uh is his name J- Jalen Jalen Brown over uh Tyler, Tyler Hero all day in the closing moment. So, yeah, Phil, I agree with you on that one. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I think, I think, um, even looking at last night, Boston came back when Jay, when, when, um, Butler went down. And I think, I think, I think the, um, Heat was struggling in this series if Jimmy Butler's not, because Jimmy Butler's been having a, a tremendous, a tremendous postseason. Looking like he look, he looks better than he actually is, right? He, he's looking like Eli Manning in the Super Bowl versus Eli Manning as a regular talent, you know what I'm saying? So, um, um, so it'd be interesting to see how, how that kind of shapes out, but, but kind of transitioning the conversation, um, uh, who's the best player in the playoffs right now? All right. So let's, let's, let's name these players. Of course we got to have, we go to Dallas. We go, we thank Luca, right? Um, we go to Golden State. We think of Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, when we go to Boston, we think of who Jason Tatum, I yep. would imagine. I, I, think it's, I think it's a toss-up between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but I think Jason yeah, Tatum is, 
it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's giving the light skin privilege right now. Man, y'all, y'all know as long as I've been on this podcast, I've been saying I, you can give me either one of those guys. I mean, I'm always on record saying that, but the world has crowned Jason Tatum. So I'm just going to, for the sake of the argument, I'm going to say Jason Tatum. And then um, we have the fourth player and Jimmy Butler. Now, now, who we, who we pick? That's a good question. Who we pick um, if this was the beginning of the year and you gave me those four, four players, who would you go with? I will go with Seth Curry because I, I, because I know he's a champion out of four. He'd been to the finals five times and won three, right? Won three. Right? We are five times, one, three. I would say I will always lean on him. Right now, I'm going to continue. Even though he has usually come short in the playoff, but you got to be impressed. The dude shot the dagger shot and put his hands up and said, <laughs> go to sleep, Luca. <laughs> go to sleep. Why I premise that? Remember what the Phoenix Suns did and what they have been doing all season, talking mad smack. So much so, it actually pumped and revived Luca to come back and help put them to sleep, which I'm shocked. I picked Phoenix. I thought Phoenix was going to win, and they did the same thing they did to me last year. I put my, all my eggs in their basket, and they crack all the eggs. So Seth is not even shy about that. He literally still dancing on the court, still express himself, which, like I stated last time, makes me scareful because when they do that, they get all lotty dolly and free. They start over, turn to create um, uh, over 10 to 18, turnover, 18 turnovers, which is literally, I believe, the most in the playoff. But the last two games, they've done well. So I'm going to go back to, I'm going to have to say, Stephen Curry. Waddell, Stephen Curry. Charlotte native is the best player in the playoff. So, Who you go ahead? So the funny thing is, I have a two-tiered answer. The funny thing is, I think Steph Curry has the best team. I don't necessarily think Steph Curry is the best player. Um, this is this goes back to this um, um, Embiid and. Um, Jokic and mm-hmm. conversations, which I think was a little bit skewed because I don't think Embiid had had a better team than 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 the Nuggets. But um, so I think the best player left in the playoffs is Luka Doncic. He's the best player. Now, is he going to be the te- the guy that's going to advance to the finals? I don't think so. But he is, in fact, the best player. But it's also no, 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 no. I'm not letting you get away with that, Doc. You can't be the best player and don't advance. We got to stop doing this. Still, he's in the conference championship. This is a, it's a conference championship. You, no, 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 no. He got to go to the finals. He can't go oh, to the conference No, no. Was he arguing about KD two weeks ago? Was he arguing about KD being the best player in the world? Me? I'm not arguing. That's a fact. Oh, he so, didn't advance past, He didn't win a game in the playoffs. Well, right now, everyone is trying to find who the next person is. Until then, until we discover that, he's still the crown. He still has a crown. How right now, no. If you if you if you're gonna crown someone going on to the next level, Luka Doncic is the best one player. Well, unfortunately, this game ain't played by one person. You need a group of people to surround you and to help you and to help you to. What is the question? What's the question on the table? Is the question who's the best player on the best team, or the question is who's the best player? Who's the best player in the playoffs? So you take Luka 
over Stephen. If you put Steph Curry, if you put Luca on the Warriors, if you put Luca on, if you put Luca on 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 the Heat. Mm-hmm. Those teams are. I, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna necessarily say they're they're like they put on the Warriors. They're that much better because that team is just a well-oiled machine. But Luca is the best remaining player in now, the playoffs. As you said that, if we take Steph, we put him in Boston. What Boston gonna be? You take. They'll be, they'll be about what they are now. No, right. they won't. No, yeah. they won't. Let me, okay. let, me, let me get into this, right? Go ahead. Because I, I got somebody. I'm going with Jimmy Buckets. Oh, please. I'm going with Jimmy Buckets, man. And and I think, I think, um, of course, like the media. Wait, 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 and, wait, wait, wait. Before, before, before. Are we saying who's playing the best basketball right now? Remaining a playoffs? Or who's like of the, of the remaining? This I'm guy's just, the best. I, I, what I was saying. Who, who I, who I would want. I, all right, so I guess I kind of changed it. Who I would want on my team right now in the playoffs? Okay. He and changed I'm, it because he knows I was no, right. But no, no, go this ahead. Is the, no, this is the reason <laughs> why, right? Because I think uh, oftentimes we get kind of – we get in kind of this mold where we only look at it like the media does. You know, offensive off, – we look at offense all the time. Um, when we talk about Luca and we talk about Steph, we're only talking about offense. They're they're brilliant on the offensive end. Jimmy Butler, yeah, they, they both suck on defense. Like like Jimmy Butler's going to lock down, and he's going to perform when he needs to perform. He can score on three levels of a basketball court, and he has grit and he has heart. And that's the type of guy I want in the trenches with me. I was looking at Golden State the other day. Steph was having a pretty bad game, and he was up by twenty. You know, and he was shot. He was the first half of it might have been game two. He shot the ball 12 times and he had 10 points. Um, he did get he had about seven rebounds. But the fact is, they didn't need his scoring um, for them to be successful. Mind you, I will I will factor in his presence alone changes the defense. That, that is true. And then that's but but time, like I said, he cannot score a lot. Teams still be successful. Because they got they have players that can play and they have a good system. But on the other side of it, he's a liability a lot of times on the defensive end. So when I talk about the best player, um, I would want to, I would want Jimmy, I would want Jimmy Butler. Now we talk about who has the best skill set offensively, then yeah, when I'm, I'm I'm in this argument with y'all between the battle of Luca and Steph. But for me on my team, I'm going with a dog <laughs> that, that, that can get buckets. And can lock up somebody, and and he's going to have heart. So I, I mean, not saying Luca don't have heart, but Luca on his best day, he can't guard the door. So I, I'm going with Jimmy. Steph Curry defense has improved, especially the help defense, and also also like to state that his presence, like you stated, affects everything. You have to keep an eye on him, which is also his defense, because what happened is that. If you have him moving around, guess what? They ha- gives everybody else ability to what? He's a willing passer. He's a willing. Uh, he's a willing uh, distributor. He's willing to give up a good shot for a great shot, and he has proved that time and time again. So yes, Jimmy Butler will give you the grit and the grind, but I don't want a grit and grind without the W. You know, <laughs> I, I need a grit and a, I need that same, W. Same place as the guys that you name and though. He's in the same right place now, but yeah. over the last five years, he don't have a step. Jimmy Butler didn't change the game. 
Jimmy I Buckley mean, just went back in time machine and played similar to like Charles Barkley, um, um, Carl Malone. Steph had uh, KD um, on his team. Huh? He had Kevin Durant on his team. But he won without Kevin Durant. What you said the last five but, years. But, I'm going off. You, are, you and you and Dion both argued that that this KD's team. <laughs> It is. It is. It was. But I'm saying that Stephen Curry is the best player in the playoffs. You take Stephen Curry and put him in Miami. Guess what? They're not as good. They are as good, even better. They're yeah. scoring. Their defense is focusing on them. The, the, everybody, Tyler Hero and Jimmy and Duncan Robinson will be on the floor. Duncan Robinson Duncan will be on the Duncan floor. Duncan Robinson is not on the floor. Curry's Duncan Robinson is not on the floor. <laughs> if Steph Curry Steph is, is in Miami, Duncan Robinson is on the floor. No, he's not. Why? That's not Miami no more. It, Miami, it, you Curry, gotta play defense to play on Miami team. Miami, Miami will, Miami will go. They, Miami is actually the few teams will actually constitute, constitute their team based upon the available players, right? Especially during the regular season, season, and they will influx of defense based upon what they have. Because Miami, the Miami do, yes, you have to play defense, but also they utilize what they have. So if they're best player, they constitute their team based upon the best player, what's needed to be successful. They adjust. If they if shooters, they, they had a team with full of shooters, right? Because LeBron was there. Who was there, correct? So they adjust the based upon the players. That's what I have to say. If you take, well, like I said, if you put him in Dallas, you pull him in um, 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 Celtics, from everywhere, that team becomes a better team, whether or not he's playing well. All right, that's just my argument, you know. So, so what I would say is, uh, here's my, my tradition kind of point, um, is if Giannis Antetokounmpo is in the playoffs, this, I think you're talking about Giannis being the best player in the playoffs. And suddenly what's happening, and, and Calvin, we've talked about this a few times uh, all, off record, we've talked about this in, in our group text. Um, Solo but surely, international is taking over the league. You're talking about the top, the top players. I mean, it's, it's Luca, it's Embiid, it's, I hate to say this, Joker, it's uh, Giannis, it's, so these international guys are really coming in and really just taking, taking over the league. Um, and I mean, the only, right now, if you're talking about the guy who has the hope to become the face of the league that's not international, it's John Morant, but you know there's still a lot to be determined because he's what year three. But can can John Morant stay healthy with his uh, his his style of basketball? And, and secondly, can he be there in the guts of a series because of his style of basketball and the wear tears puts on his knees, puts on his body, level physicality that's been for the playoffs. So slowly but surely, um, you have Waddell Curry. Another thing about Stephen Waddell Curry is 33, turning 34. Jimmy Butler is 34. Um, I think Jason Tatum's in this conversation because his team's still in the playoffs. I, I, I don't know if Jason Tatum has the ability to be the best player in the NBA. So, so, so but surely, international is taking over the sport. Um, and we're looking at uh, the same conversation we had, what happened to white America in basketball. We could very well have the conversation, what happened to black African-Americans in basketball. Um, going going into the future, so <laughs> it, it's going to be exciting uh, watching this thing unfold. But uh, right now, the best players in the NBA were born um, uh, Africa, Europe, um, and and they're taking over 
the league. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it, it, it demonstrates the ability for the sport to, to develop and grow. But also, I mean, let's be honest. Let's, let's just be honest. Like, like the level. So I think, I think Jokic and Donkic are anomalies in the sense of they're not the most athletic guys in the world, but they're extremely skilled. But then from an from athletic perspective, Embiid, you know, he's big, but Embiid is a freak athletically. He's a freak athletically. Giannis nickname is a freak because he's a freak athletically. And a lot of these African uh, players are transitioning from just volleyball and soccer now to basketball. And, I mean, they're big, they're strong. So, and the thing I like about Embiid and Giannis, they both got a nasty streak in them, both got a mean streak in them. I think... Um, we're not seeing as much as, and and this look, this is completely opinionated. As the AAU circuit is expanding and players are building brands, there's less there's less that dog like yo, I want to win this, and and more of I'm building my brand. Where I think sometimes these international players, yo, they're playing basketball because they want to play the game. It's not about my brand. It's not about this, like I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to go out there and dominate. Um, go ahead. No, and I think that's that side of the argument will be probably where I would kind of lay my head at right there. I think it's because um we have an entitlement elitist type of mentality. Um the hood is not the hood no more with basketball players. You know, basketball players now, when we when we were playing, you know, everybody in high school is playing on the playground, you know, grinding. You know, we out there, we wasn't entitled, we wasn't getting a bunch of stuff. Now these guys got all the sneaks, they all the gear, they like this deals. Down. Yeah, they got, yeah. And now they all they doing is drills all day. They're not playing basketball. <laughs> they just doing a bunch of skill skill work. And skill work is only going to take you but so far, you know. You, but, but what we're doing right now, we're developing a culture of just working on skills. And and the NBA playing basketball is holding us back up too because it's more entertainment. And while international basketball is about uh, strategy is about hard-nosed basketball being played, physicality. That's not the brand of basketball that the United States is presenting right now. Um, so until until we get back to that mentality, because I still think we have the best athletes in the world. I think we have um, the best system, farm system, so to speak, for basketball. Uh, but if the mentality is about, you know, what can I get from the game? and not what I can give to the game. And when I get my bag, that's just a part of the game. Uh, you know, it's going to be like this transition. But I feel like we still have what it takes to be on top. It's just that, you know, we got a lot of soft dudes out there now, man. These guys is all friends, and they just trying to go out and party all day like James Harden. You know, that's unheard of. I'm talking about my boy Mike and, and KB8 slash 24. Like, this guy was like, I was, he not even friends with boys on his team. Like, y'all going out clubbing? Cool. Uh, let me get that film coach. Let me get this X. Let me get this game. We get Boston game. Let me get Sacramento game. This guy's studying film, man, and just trying to figure out the advantage. And as long as we pay these guys guaranteed money and these guys is just about uh, getting in rap videos and just doing all this goofy stuff, you know, we're going to see a shift. And it might take a shift like Luca and Bede and, and all these players internationally to come in to make the wake us up in the, uh, in the neighborhoods to get better and get back to that that, uh, you know, our, our roots in the playgrounds and things like that, and hard-nosed 
five on five basketball, not just skill training. So, I mean, I, I kind of like it. Like what Ed was saying, I think it's good for basketball and hopefully it wake us up. Yeah, I agree with you. I just want to say one thing on a side note. Joker, Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Devin Booker. Top four. Who had, so the order of those who was voted for MVP, not one of them is in the playoff right now. <laughs> yeah. I, now, I think there's an argument for Embiid why he's not in the playoffs, but we're not going to go down that, that, that rabbit hole today. Yes, he was injured. Yes, he had a fracture of skull. He was beat up, punched, bruised, dragged, and playing on literally <laughs> one leg. I'll give that. And you know I don't like 76. I will give that. If he was healthy, yeah, we'll be at the next round. I agree, but I digress. Yeah, and what I'll say is, at the government's point, yeah, uh, basketball in America is becoming a sport of privilege, right? You know, um, and, and skill work, right? So, I mean, look, there, there's always a level of pride. Like, you know, I, I get my son, my, my oldest son, he's playing in a, in a winter league, and it's like, yo, you don't see these kids trying to show you up? Like, stop looking at the ref, put your head down, play basketball. Like, these kids think they're better than you. Think they think you're soft. They think you're you're fresh meat, and you have to, you know, all that skill work in the gym. That stuff don't matter. Go out there. And you have to. You got to. You got to want it more than the next person. And there are a lot of guys who are better than me in basketball. But you ain't gonna see me give up. You're gonna see me fight. You're gonna see me argue. You're gonna see me talk trash. And that's something that's kind of lost. Uh, and I and I think that's the um, as 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 professional sports begins to invest in AU sports. That's something that's missing. It's become privileged. Like my son tried out for a team. was like, your son elite. Like, what does that mean? Is he elite? My son can get better. My son can compete. But what do you mean? Is he elite? And he's 12 years old. So, <laughs> um, and then these kids be talking about, I'm ranked, I'm ranked number 15 in the state. Like, nobody cares. Like, kids haven't their growth spurts yet. Kids haven't, uh, you know, somebody's going to come out there. And because John Morant came under the, let's talk about this. John Morant came under the radar. John Morant was playing in a seven-day advantage gym in Sumter, South Carolina. And he was out there grinding, hungry, and he's got better. You see, you see the type of stuff I watched the documentary, not a documentary. It was something on him, uh, something on maybe on YouTube. But the way his pot was training him and had like guys in the neighborhood working out with him, it's just like he came from the like it was nowhere to stick to dirt. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But it's like, yo, that kind of stuff. We don't see it no more, man. Like do you be working out air conditioned gyms and all this nonsense, man? This guy's on the on the streets, man, with a bad basketball hoop. The lines of the court is not is missing. Like that's the grind. And we don't when you don't get Kobe was like that. Kobe, you would think Kobe was still playing on a neighborhood basketball court the way he was grinding about basketball. It's like it's, it's not easy either. Like, you know, a lot of those international dudes, they come from nothing too. And we don't really realize that because, you know, we got the whole roots and the hood and the slave, you know, slave mentalities. We got all that stuff that was like part of our history, which is all true. But right now it's like a privileged side of basketball that we think is just going to like, we could just tap into when we want to and just turn up and people are just supposed to be scared of us. Nah, people were scared of us because didn't know nothing but grind <laughs> and and when you come from that type of you know generation where that's just who i am is a grinder like that stuff just speaks for itself but now you can't you can't like mimic that like no you're not you that's not who you are so we can tell if your dna is that guy or is not so a lot of times like somebody like jimmy butler i know jimmy Butler had a hard life watching him play basketball <laughs> you know it's just to me that this guy had a tough life 
because the millions aside, this guy is who he is on the court. And you could just say like, yo, you, you might not even know he rich. If you just saw, if you, if he was just out there with a basketball and there's a bunch of people on the court, you wouldn't know that he was a millionaire because the way he played a basketball basketball doesn't, he's, he's not entitled or privileged or, you know, I'm afraid to get hurt and all that stuff. Nah, nah, nah. Jimmy Butler is grinding. So, you know, and that's how B plays the game. Reckless abandon. You know, that boy grew up in Africa somewhere on dirt roads. <laughs> he plays like, you know what I'm saying? Like we struggle in Philly. Like, yo, stop jumping, stop diving, stop doing all this stuff. Like you made it, <laughs> you made it now, relax. But he knows the grind and that's who he is. So he's playing with the orbital fracture. He's playing with the, 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 the torn, uh, the torn ligaments in his hand because that's who his nature is. And that's how we used to be growing up in the, in the hoods and, you know, in, in the city playing basketball. It was like, dude, like, that's bad clothes, bad sneakers. You know, we was just grinding it out. But a lot of these guys now, Nike got into them, Adidas got to them, Under Arm got to them. You know, you won't catch these guys near a playground. So yeah. the culture is bad. Culture has to shift again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Ladies and Dudes Podcast. Please check us out on our other streaming platforms, and we hope to see you all for our next episode. Uh, we out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>